Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abusing our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start the show, so please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? Anita Baker, what's cracking? <laughs> uh, nothing much, you know, it's a good day. It was uh, like 64 degrees today in Pennsylvania. It was hot. So, you know, I had to go out and enjoy the weather before it got dark. What about you? What's uh, the vibe of the week? <laughs> yeah, the vibe of the week, I mean, it's, uh, you know, that change of the weather shit starting to get to me. But um, mm-hmm. on some real shit, though, like, I don't know, maybe it's because it's not, like, summertime hot. But, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of really just enjoying, you know, any type of weather other than, you know, snowfall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, but no, nah, yeah, like, all this week, like, I've really just been, you know, trying to mentally transition along with the weather, too, because I know I've never been able to, you know, play catch up with that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, before I look up, it'd be like, damn, like, it's Easter time, or it's like, damn, like, it is, it's Labor Day or it's Memorial Day type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just be, I be autopilot sometimes and, um, right. That'd be with me mentally, you know what I'm saying? But, um, I've been, I've been, I've been keeping, I've been trying to keep control of that, you know, and, um, try to go with the flow and acknowledge, you know what I'm saying? When things are changing, because I, I fear, I fear for, I fear for my older self because <laughs> I would be a grumpy ass person. I'm going to keep the 100 with And I feel like the weather is going to play a big part in it, but. People get to know right now. My birthday about to be in um in a few days. Yes, you know. it is. Yeah, you know. So actually, well, seven days and counting. You know, so. That's the yeah, by the, by the at three two, goddamn. But you know, what I'm saying uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm still I'm still just trying to you know. I'm going to, you know, enhance my, my healthiness and, you know, the way I eat and the way I carry myself and stuff. I, I just in the clutch got back, I got on the podcast because I was just um, juicing some fruits and vegetables. So I'm about to really get into that. Um, I had bought a juicer uh, for Christmas or whatever. So but I broke, finally broke it out and, uh, you know, saying juice some apples, you know, some plums, peaches, you know, all that type of stuff. And I'm about to wing my kid onto it. You know, she liked carrot juice, so I made her pass that. So, yeah, about to start the new year off right. Okay. Okay. All right, then. Well, let's get into the show. Um, we starting off season five, episode two. Let's talk about sex. That's the Chevy the fuck up topic tonight, you know? Um, let's talk about sex. Back, back, back. I just think that this is something that we need to talk about. Um, this is something that we treat as taboo. Um, I do apologize if we have any audio technicians tonight, but we'll make sure our damn heart is that you don't recognize. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so <laughs> with that being said, we're going to get right into the show. So my first question for you, DC, is which is worse, being addicted to a person or a substance? Ooh. In my eyes, I feel like it's, I feel like it's, I feel like it's equally you know, compatible with the two, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like I've, I've had my fair share of, you know, having um, a mild addiction to, uh, to alcohol. And that was not, you know, 
with, you know, coping with, you know, like um, negativity and stuff like that. You know, I was a social drinker. So, well, I mean, I guess you could say like it was, it was enabling the person that I wanted to be, which was very social. You know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm very social. Like I talk to people, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I have a conversation with them in my head, but I can't, you know, utter the, you know, the, the, um, the, uh, the courage to actually engage in conversations with people. Um, right. So, you know, I guess you could say I'm e- I was easily addicted to that, you know what I'm saying, because it had its benefits. But, you know, it came a time, of course, you know, where I had to turn that around and I had to exit that out of my life. And I, you know, forced myself to, you know, of, co- you know, of course, also with the with the, the situations that happened, you know, I had to turn that around and, you know, let that go. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to ooh, a goddamn person, now, see, I feel like the mm-hmm. only difference is, is that with a person, obviously, they can talk back. They can, you know, they can have some sort of, you know, pick you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you when you have substances, they don't really they don't they don't talk to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't they don't necessarily persuade you. It's all in your head. Like you have that conversation. You you know you you create that voice and that that individual. You know what I'm saying? Inside the substance itself. But when you got mm-hmm. this person that has its own mind, has its own intentions, and everything yeah. like that, that can be a crazy battle within itself too. Mm-hmm. And I can say I I have my fair share of people that I wasn't used to, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And the the unfortunate part is when they realize that, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, they take full full advantage of it. But um, right. because when you, when you get deeply addicted to someone, and, I mean, I guess you can kind of consider it being deeply in love with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of hard to shake those emotions. You know what I'm saying? Especially when that person is still, you know, kind of lingering, lingering around or, you know what I'm saying, still um, giving you signals that it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Instead right. of being a bigger person saying, like, you know, if I'm not on the same page with you, like, you know, we should just stop. Because I don't want you to feel like, you know, you you can throw yourself at me and I'm not feeling the same way type of shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's it. So yeah. You, yeah, you can definitely fall a victim to that shit. I feel like for both of them, I feel like it's you know it's equally um, comparable. But I think the only, like I said, the only difference is one has a voice, actions, the other one don't. <laughs> you know, what I'm you create you yeah. create that person within the substance. Well, you actually took the words right out of my mouth because um, so I'm gonna be honest, like I have an addiction to weed, but. <laughs> It's like an addiction to where, like, I can function without it, but by the sixth day, okay, I need to smoke. You know what I'm saying? But you're right. You know, a substance doesn't have a voice. We create these ideas in our head that we can't function without the substance and that we're only, you know, like like we're dependent upon it. You know, we create that idea in our head. (laughs) The substance never said anything. But when it comes to a person, you know, they can guilt trip you. They could blame you for the reason why they're hurting. And if you are a people pleaser or you're just a person who has a good heart, you know, you'll fall into that category of, well, no, I don't want you to feel like that. What can I do to make it better? You get what I'm saying? And I was addicted to a guy, and um, I didn't like it because I'm the type of person, once I say have a nice life, I mean that all day long. But it's like (laughs) with him – 
he would just call out the blue, like, so you really done talking to me? You know, you're right. I'm not done talking to you. You get what I'm saying? People telling me don't mess with him. You're right. I'm not going to mess with him. Meanwhile, I'm pulling up in his backyard. You get what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's right. very scary because you don't recognize yourself. And it's like because that person has a mind of their own, if you don't have your own mind, they're able to manipulate and control you in a sense because, you know, this is a broken person that wants to be loved, but they don't know how to say it in a healthy way. They don't know how to reciprocate it in a healthy way. You know, this is like what you're giving them feels so good, and it's something that they're not used to. So it's like, what can I do to get more of that? You know what I'm saying? And some people think like that. It's crazy. They even have books about it. But I would definitely say being addicted to a person is worse because, you know, it's up to us to turn our thoughts off with the substance, but with the person, like you said, the voice, it's hard, especially if you're deeply in love with them. But that ties into my next question. Have you ever used sex as a coping mechanism? If not, can you understand why most people may? Mm. Now, see, with this one, I feel like I may have in certain occasions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's that's what that's what you know deferred from you know drinking, you know what I'm saying. I feel like I feel like when it came to my emotions and stuff, I felt like the person that I was with at the time, yeah, like when I'm like stressed out or something like that, you know, I'd be like, yeah, let's let's get this shit, let's get it popping <laughs> like right now. Stressed the fuck yeah. out about some shit. I need to release this. I need to release. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um. Uh, where was I about to go with this? Uh, damn, I had a brain fart. But uh, but no, um, I, I mean I can understand why people do it because I I think I think scientifically I think it's like proven that you know sex kind of like you know helps with the mind, body, and spirit. Don't quote me on that too much, but I think I read up on it like a long time ago. Like you know what I'm saying like having sex is like really beneficial, but we don't necessarily look at it that way. At least we don't. At least we don't realize it. You know that you know, we kind of use sex for like, you know, you know, beneficials, you know, for the mind, body and spirit. But mm-hmm. I feel like a person who uses sex as a coping mechanism, it could be, it could be risky, you know, health wise, you know what I'm saying? Of course, if you ain't protected, you know, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, do I understand why? I mean, that's a yes and a no question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you shouldn't, but I feel like most mm-hmm. people do because maybe that's all they know. And, you know, mm-hmm. most of can be stubborn when it comes to finding different coping mechanisms to deal with, you know, whatever, they're, whatever they got going on. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to coping mechanisms, a person will find something, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of shit. So, like, if mm-hmm. a person finds, you know, finds some sort of healing and, you know, and um, in having sex and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, why fix it? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it all, in a sense, you know, just falls in line as to where, you know, you may find a coping mechanism at. Um, yeah, but, I mean, in, in this day and age, I mean, shit, I, I don't have sex. I am completely <laughs> on self with dusty sex. I don't, I don't do nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did take notice of, you know, being grumpy at times, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, this is the first time 
ever once I started, you know, ever since I started in relationships, this is as long as I've been without sex. And mind you, that's about like six, going on seven years now. You know what I'm saying? So I've been forced to be celibate for about like six, seven years. You know, because because I just don't, I don't do casual sex type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like that's, that's some shit that, that should be done, you know what I'm saying, if you're in a relationship with somebody, me personally, you know what I'm saying? I don't judge anybody else that does it. But um, yeah. that's just my personal preference. I don't just, you know, I don't go um, cat hopping and shit. Like, I, I cherish my meat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I got to get to know you first before we hop up into all that. But that's my take on it, so. <laughs> no, that's what it says. And um, I say goddamn because I'm like, you know, six, seven years. It's like, you know, it's like you look up like, damn, time is fun. You know, food by, but Tell me about say, it. you know. But, <laughs> I mean, I definitely use sex as a coping mechanism. Um, this was like where there would be nights where I just felt, I was the person that suppressed a lot of feelings. And I didn't know what I was suppressing, but I was taught growing up not to, use my emotions, you know what I'm saying? If I cried, I give you a reason to cry. Got my ass whooped and went to bed. Um, you know, if I showed any type of hurt feelings, oh, don't take it personal, that's just how the world is. So I learned to cry silently at an early age, and I learned to suppress things at an early age. And, you know, suppressing shit, it would come out as like the, the like, it would come out at the worst time. Like somebody could just give me a hug or somebody could bump into me and I would just start crying. But I would get into these moments at night where I would let my mind just roam and it's like I just didn't feel good. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like if I have sex, that'll give me the release that I need. You know, having a person in your space, but it's such a deeper, um, it's such a deeper meaning with sex. And I'm starting yeah. to understand why you shouldn't have sex outside of marriage because um, when you have sex with different people, that's like transferring energy. So it's right. like I'm 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 looking for this person to give me a release to make me feel better about myself. But afterwards, I'm feeling hopeless. I'm feeling disappointed. I'm feeling shameful. I'm feeling empty. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's like. I never really knew what real love looked like. I just knew that sex felt good. But it was a feeling that I got afterwards that I couldn't really shake. In my mind, you know, this sex, in the process, having sex is making me feel good. But at the same time, looking at it, it was just a way of me self-sabotaging. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I would feel good in the moment, but I felt empty afterwards. But it's like... I didn't have any other healthy coping, healthy coping mechanisms. So it's like having sex with somebody made me feel at my all-time high. But afterwards, I felt empty because it's like, damn, this is a person that I can't have sex with consistently if I wanted to. You know, I would use protection, but this is a person that I can't have sex consistently with. And it's like when you want to have sex and you're longing for something deeper, you want a real connection with that person, but everyone thinks differently. When it comes to sex, everyone moves differently when it comes to sex. So after a while, I just realized, like, you know what? Sex is not going to help you. You need to find a different way. But I can understand why 
most people do. You get what I'm saying? Like, I know me and you talked earlier about how, like, when men show their emotions, you know, and they're hurt, they, they fuck it out. You fuck them. Like, you know, they they fuck their frustrations out and everything. You know, like you said, women will go get a, a pint. Uh, uh, you know, we'll go eat a carton of uh, ice cream or anything to make us feel better and watch a Lifetime movie. But, right. you know, it's like at the same time as women, we have needs too. And because it, you know, sex is taught to be such a taboo thing and not to talk about, it's like we have to, you know, kind of suffer with this in silence. You know, we, we don't tell people that, yeah, like I just fuck like this many niggas, you know, because it, it's a taboo thing. Women are looked down on, men are praised for that. But it's like something that we suffer with. And, you know, since sex is such a taboo thing, I couldn't talk to my mom and them about the shit that I was feeling. So I felt like the only way to get that feeling out is to fuck, but that feeling never went away. So, like, that ties into my next question. Do you think the blame falls on us as adults for not educating the younger generation on what sex is and just letting them learn via social media? Yeah, I wanted to piggyback off of um, a statement you said real quick before I answer it. Um, what you said as far as, like, you know, making, making yourself, you know, having sex uh, make you feel good about yourself, I feel like when we, mm-hmm. I feel like when we do engage in sex, you know what I'm saying, it's a sign of us, um, you know, feeling wanted. You know what I'm saying. The yeah. the the way a person moves during sex, the moaning. You know what I'm saying. The you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if you do it and the girl say yes, daddy, you like, oh yes, I got the power. <laughs> <laughs> like Yay. this is what I want here. You know what I'm saying. And it's like I feel like most people, you know, engage into sex as a coping mechanism because that's the only way. That's the only time. You know what I'm saying? That they, you know, feel superior. You know what I'm saying? Like they feel noticed. They feel wanted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, to, to answer the next question, um, I feel like we do in the sense, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the blame does fall on us. You know what I'm saying? Because for the simple fact, you know, we're, 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 we're people that, you know, the, the younger generation looked up to. You know what I'm saying? Like we set the standard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's just, just plain and simple, you know what I'm saying? So whatever we engage in, you know what I'm saying, and make it look cool and make it look like it's okay and validated all the damn time, yeah, of course they're going to follow suit, you know what I'm saying, because mm-hmm. that's cause we're normalizing that to them, you know what I'm saying? We're making yeah. that shit look normal and um, acceptable. So, like, when they see, you know, all over social media, whether it's Facebook, and I, I want to say mostly Instagram because that's, that's where it's popping at right now, is that, you know, you, you see... Too. Yeah, you will see, like, all of, you know, mostly, like, you know, females, you know, around our age or, you know, in their in their, um, in their their um late 20s, um, you know, just shaking their ass and they, you know, in their um, underwear and, you know, having these skin-tight shirts on with no bra underneath, you know what I'm saying, really, really hypening up the sex symbol shit, like, you know what I'm saying, like, enabling that, you know what I'm saying, like, you, you can't help but to be curious about stuff like that, because that shit activates your hormones, you know what I'm saying, whatever, whatever, whatever your hormones is attracted to, and you get exposed to that, you know what I'm saying, your shit start raving, you know what I'm saying, and then you get, you question and stuff, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that's just like, that's just like when I had my first heart on. I'm about to take our friendship to a whole nother level. <laughs> uh, like when I had got my first, when I had got my first heart on, like I was probably like, I was probably like seven or eight. I was confused as fuck. I'm like, what the fuck is going on down there? Like, <laughs> like I'm saluting in this bitch. Like you know what I'm saying? And I was confused as to what was going on. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't have nobody to talk to about that. I couldn't talk to my mom because, you know what I'm saying, talking to a woman, about, talking to, you know, a female at that at that age about something like that, like, you don't understand what's going on, but you know that's very personal, and it could be embarrassing yeah. to talk about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So curious, and you started trying to figure these answers out on your own. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With, oh, with that being led into masturbation, you know what I'm saying, with you know, with masturbation got led to, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, I'm constantly watching these videos of these two people being very intimate. What is it like, you know what I'm saying, like, what does it really feel like? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you, you're tired of fucking pleasuring yourself, you know what I'm saying, at that point. Mm-hmm. So now it's just like, hey, let me see what it's like, you know, to really do it. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so you know what I'm saying, it led to, you know, early sex at an early age, you know what I'm saying, type of thing, you know what I'm saying, that curiosity gets the best of you, like it really does, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so yeah, like I said, when we carry our, as we carry ourselves as adults, you know what I'm saying, I, I get that we're trying to entertain amongst, you know, the appropriate ages and shit like that, but to pretty much exploit it over social media, you got to understand, like, there's kids you know what I'm saying, that that are involved in social media as well. You know what I'm saying? You just can't have that on every single platform like that because kids have access to all this shit too. That part. That part. Yeah. Oh, I definitely agree with you. It does fall on us, but I feel like you can't teach what you don't know if, you know, the, the generation before you didn't teach you as well because we're conditioned to really believe that sex is such a taboo thing and it's such a perverted thing. And that's where we that that's where we fall short at, you know. You know, um, we didn't really take it serious in health class, um, and you know, it's like we were learning that in health class. But it's like, I you know, it's only so many questions you can ask a teacher in a, in a in a short period of time. Our classes used to be like what forty minutes to an hour, and it's like, okay, damn, I gotta wait until the next week because I think you used to have block schedules. And I can't go home and talk right. to my mama about this shit. So what am I going to do in between time? And like you said, curiosity gets the best of us. Because there was a lot of times I used to sit and watch pornos. And then when I found Pornhub and all that, like, nigga, what? All you got to do is just yeah. say that you're 18 and you have access? It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. I think that, you know, we have to stand up and change that narrative and talk to our kids because – social media getting the best of them. And like you said, it's so much that you can see on there. And especially mm-hmm. watching Pornhub, I came across some shit that I just can't believe I came across. Like, fucking people being into fucking animals and shit like that. Like, it just fucked with me. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what the... Yeah. So it's like, social media is like, it's too broad. And it's like, how do we bring it back to where we can talk to them and not have social media and you know, uh, videos and all that, and artists teaching them and everything. Like, you know, it it starts with us. Like, I was listening to the Friend Zone podcast, and Friend was saying how her mom asked her all of these questions. Like, when she first started having sex, asking her, what was it like? Like, really talking to her like a friend. And I was like, ooh, I don't know if I can talk to my mom about that. But she said that her mom wanted her to know, I don't want you to feel embarrassing about this, because if you don't have someone to go to about this, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it can be detrimental. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to know that you can come to me and I'm not going to judge you. And it's like, I think that we should all have that talk with our kids. And we have to get it out of our mind. You're not being their friend. 
when it comes to educating somebody, it's not being a friend. You get what I'm saying? You yeah. have to get out of our head and change the narrative. So mm-hmm. that ties into my last question. Um, if a child is introduced to sex at an early age, what is the best way to help that child process what has happened to them? Ooh, now, this shit made my balls drop because <laughs> I got a daughter. <laughs> so, first of all, I'm going to eventually have this conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's stressful enough. Uh, but I can honestly say, like, um, I mean, if they get introduced to it early, mm-hmm. you just got to suck that shit in as a parent and just, you know, first of all, you know, prepare yourself before it even happens, you know what I'm saying? So you mm-hmm. won't have just like that, you know, that speechless shock or whatever and just immediately go into defense mode and, you know, start lashing out at them. Because yeah. in general, you want to be, you want to, you want to have these encounters. You want to go very fragile with these. You know what I'm saying? You want to come in, mm-hmm. into those at ease. Because just how stressful it is for you to answer those questions, it's stressful for a child to come up to you and ask them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you lash out at these kids like that, you know what I'm saying? You're you're basically defeating the purpose of them coming to you about anything and everything, they're just going to figure shit out on them, on themselves. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? So I would say, honestly, like when it comes to it, you know what I'm saying? Just converse with them about it as an adult, as their parent, never as a friend, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, you know, monitor that shit, you know what I'm saying? Monitor, yeah. you know, things that they watch. Cause I mean, technology is, is so, up to date nowadays, like you can, you can monitor anything and everything they do behind closed doors. Like, you don't have to be like, you know, a hundred percent supervision over, you know what I'm saying? What they're doing. Um, but a lot of, a lot of that, a lot of that curiosity shit, you know, like we just said in the previous question, you know, it comes from the social media, you know what I'm saying? That's where, Mm -hmm. that's where everything is really exposed at. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you can easily monitor what they do on social media. You know what I'm saying? Like for my kid, like I, I, I set like you know like the age um, range of stuff that she you know that she can watch, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So that way she doesn't really encounter any of that stuff, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Because like back in the day, like it was uh, it was it was open range for us, like <laughs> like it wasn't necessarily like you know what I'm saying no age restrictions on stuff. I mean hell, it ain't really no age restrictions on stuff now today. It's like you said with Pornhub, yeah. like nigga, you can go on there right now and it's just instant access. Like they don't even ask you that question yeah. no more. True. You know what I'm saying? So, they don't. Yeah, so I, I guess honestly, you can say like it, it's it's really it, it's really um, threatful nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, everything is everything is more so open access to to these kids now than it really was for us in a sense. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. had like you know like the late night HBO shit. If you ain't fell if you ain't fall asleep um, early, right. you know what I'm saying? You can catch you know what I'm saying that Skinamax type of shit, mm-hmm. but. You know what I'm saying? It can be it can be day in and day out. They can they can have access to anything now at this point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like technology is capable for you to be able to monitor that shit and prevent it from happening. But um, yeah, you would just have to have a talk with these kids. You know, just let them know, like you know, it's it's not ideal for you to start doing this. You know, at any time soon. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Preferably if you ain't in my household, you know what I'm saying? You well grown and every damn thing like that, then you do what you kind of want to do. Because mm-hmm. 
I know, like, for me, like, I wish I had that conversation, you know, early um, because I know for me, like, I was really confused as to what was going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when you have sex for the first time, especially, like, when you're when you're that young, like, it leaves you mentally kind of fucked up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because once you do have sex with, you know, of person or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like you're not in a relationship with that person, you know what I'm saying? Like that intimacy shit gets switched off and, you know, things kind of mm-hmm. go back to normal, so to speak. And you kind of left, right. you know, wondering like, okay, like I'm attached to this person, but you know, they're not attached to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you get, you get really confused about that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you like sex, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like too, like when it comes from like a, a um, a girl's perspective, you know what I'm saying? If they, if they engaged in sex, you know what I'm saying? Like between the ages of shit, uh, I want to go as early as like 12, 13 up mm-hmm. until like, you know, like 15, 16 ish, you know what I'm saying? Right. When you, when you had that first encounter, it might feel good at the same, at, at first, you know what I'm saying? Or I wouldn't even say at first, I would, I would say like, initially like it'll hurt and you know everything like that because this is your first time anything is ever going up you you know what i'm saying type of shit but mm-hmm. you have this you have this knowledge of knowing like you know this is what's supposed to happen and you're curious of you know what it feels like because you didn't probably work, heard it from you know word of mouth or whatever like that however you may mm-hmm. heard it it got you to yeah. the point and right. when that first time happens in your head you tend to feel uncomfortable with it you know you don't really utter the courage to tell that person to stop, that guy to stop or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So you're going mm-hmm. through this whole motion of, you know, the grunts and, you know what I'm saying, the, the the pressure of a man, you know, being, you know, thrusted up against you and you don't feel comfortable with this shit. It almost kind of like, you know, gives you that feel of like you're taking, you're taking advantage of. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when it's all said and done and that, pers- that person is done using you, you know, you kind of feel you know, empty type of shit, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that can affect you in the long run because at the yeah. same time, you don't have nobody, you don't have an adult to, you know, converse with about what happened because nine times out of ten, you probably snuck and did the shit. So it's like, yeah. you know, you're going to get your ass whooped and, you know, get a lesson taught to you at the same time. That's so, yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's a, it's, 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 it's a touchy, it's a touchy moment. But you just got to try to go about it, you know, the right way and just continue to raise your kids the right way. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if if a child is introduced to sex at an early age, um, the best way I would help them is, to, like, just talk to them, like, talk them through their feelings. Because I got introduced to sex at an early age by being molested and my family didn't talk about it. So it's like I suffered in silence for so many years. It was so much I questioned, and it was like how you said, I would have sex with a guy, but it's like I'm attached to him. Why is he attaching to me the way I want him to attach? So right. I would talk to the child about it to help them understand, like, you know, like if, if they got molested, listen, you weren't in the wrong. You know, this was a person that had more knowledge about sex than you, and they, sure. you know, use it against you. Let's Let's talk about it. You have a voice because I think a child needs to hear that. A child needs to hear that over beating the shit out of them and taking your frustration out on them. You know, they don't understand. And I think that that plays a part in a person feeling guilty about it, too, because, you know, my I, I watch, 
you know what I'm saying, people in my family get beat. It's like, you know, they got caught having sex or if they got caught talking to a boy or like, you know, even well, the guys got more leeway, you know, in my family, which I feel is fucking stupid because they can go get three, four girls pregnant. Nigga, when I'm pregnant, I'm sitting down for 10 months. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell? Right. But they got, they got right. more leeway. But it's like, you know, I watched the girls get beat, and it's like, shit, I, I even got cussed out before. You know what I'm saying? I even got um, beat before. So it's like as you get older, that set, uh, that's, that's that anxiety inside of me. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, whenever it came to talk about sex or to even say that I'm sexually active, all them thoughts about, you know, getting beat and punishment coming with it played a part. So it's like I always felt shameful after um after sex i can never be fully open and free with it so i would definitely talk to a child about that so they they can understand like you know you're not wrong you know what i'm saying like come to me if it's my child come to me and talk to me about it because i'd rather you talk to me about it than to go get some some advice from your friends because your friends at 14 and 15 you know you know they they can't process you know even younger because i got molested at eight your friends can't tell you, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they're looking at life from, a, from from the same view that you're looking at it, you know what I'm saying? They only see what's in front right. of them. They're not able to see the hindsight. You have to go to someone who has been through it. And, like, don't be afraid to talk to me about it. So I would definitely, mm-hmm. because I don't want my child to suffer in silence like I did for so many years. Um, Man, but <laughs> that concludes. Set me the fuck up. All right, DC. That was a good episode. Let's let's uh, well, that was a good segment. Let's segue into the simulate your mind. Drop it. Shit. Give me the green light. Let's simulate them my career. My question this week is: Why do we guilt trip instead of just experience instead of just expressing what we want to a person? Mm. You want me to get example from earlier or no? I mean, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, like, example is this is like, um, like, say if you live with your your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and they just get home from work, and you were expecting to spend time with them, but they made other plans. Instead of expressing like, you know, I, I had, you know, like expectations for us to spend time together, because I really did miss you. You guilt trip and like, oh, you definitely make time for this person before you make time for me. You know what I'm saying? You guilt trip them instead of just opening your mouth. <laughs> so, what's your take on that? Well, I feel like, well, I feel like in in cases like that, I mean, that's what we kind of like expect from you know our spouses or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we 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 take that expectation and we too highly of it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we have to understand that you know. Outside of their relationship, there is a personal life that needs to be maintained and well kept up as well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I feel like with most, I feel like in most cases, I feel like when people um, get into relationships who, you know, who would rather guilt trip a, a person, you know, probably doesn't have too many people that they can really interact with outside of that relationship. Mm-hmm. So their friend, their uncle, their niece, their nephew, their mom, their dad is that person. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and and honestly, you should sometimes nine times out of ten, like it's it's not even necessarily that either. You could just be head over heels for that person. Is that toxic? Mm-hmm. No, 
not necessarily, you know what I'm saying? Because you just, you just enjoy that person's company and your, your intentions of wanting to be with that person pretty much day in and day out is not necessarily, you know, something that you can, you know, blame yourself for, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it, it never, it never hurts to express that either though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. a person can think like, okay, well, shit, we didn't, we didn't spend about the last four or five days with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, the, the friends finally, um, you know, free, you know, we can all link up and do whatever. And it's like, all right, I'm about to head out. It's like, well, damn nigga, you, you just, you just gonna make time for them. Like what, what, what the fuck? Like I had this, this and that planned. And I was like, you know, you'd be like, well, shit, like, you couldn't plan this within the last four or five days that we was kicking it? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I don't know. Like, that, that, I, I, feel, I feel both sides of that, you know what I'm saying? Because I know with me, see, the only difference is with me and why this was never really necessarily an issue was because, you know what I'm saying, the relationships that I was in previously, you know what I'm saying, we all had the same friends. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if we were to link up, we were linking up with friends that we knew type of thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then there will, there will be cases, too, and this was honestly before, you know, her friends became my friends. Like, when she would hang out with them, I'd be like, damn, like, I'm used to kind of, like, talking to you, you know what I'm saying, like, pretty much every day. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you make time for your friends, like, that shit get cut down, and it's like, nigga, can you, can you at least apply to one message? Just one, mm-hmm. <laughs> one. You know what I'm saying? But you, you get, you get greedy with a person's time. But that's just, that's. I feel like that's just all out of love. But yeah. you can't have motherfuckers who are just, you know, too possessive over a person that they're dating, and don't, you mm-hmm. know, they don't want to share. You know what I'm saying? And right. you can't be that selfish. You know what I'm saying? A nigga, a nigga gotta breathe sometimes from you. You know what I'm saying? And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you gotta you got to step away from a person in order to like miss them type of shit. Cause I remember, Definitely. I remember one time it was, it was, a, it was a good minute from, you know, I, I want to say it was like a couple of days out, you know what I'm saying? When me and, um, um, my ex didn't speak or whatever. And, um, it was a weekend that I was going to go up, um, go up and visit her from where she was at. And shit, nigga, we smashed that whole weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll be, Stepping, you know, stepping out and, you know, allowing that person to have a life outside of your relationship, they come back, you know what I'm saying? It's beneficial, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's like you, you, you get a chance to miss them all over again instead of just, you know, instead of just, you know, sticking to the, the same routine type of thing, you know what I'm saying? Because the person can get tired of you, you know what I'm saying? But not really mm-hmm. express that either, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But it's, it's crazy because, like, we'll, we'll, we'll take action in that, versus speaking it but when it comes to being truthful about committing wrong you know what i'm saying it's hard to utter those words as well too you know what i'm saying like it's, it's weird to me <laughs> you know what i'm saying but well i don't know That's i mean I'm, I'm looking at this from like different perspectives like i use it as a relationship one but I think this happens in, like, friendships to family. Oh, yeah, like, you know, I said before, like, my family, like, if I would come home to visit and I'll post a picture, oh, you didn't come see me? I think that we fall into this routine that because we used to hang out with somebody so much, we're used to them doing that at all times and not realizing that 
things change in life. You get what I'm saying? Like I had a friend the other day that hit me up like, hey, I didn't know you went to the open mic and everything and you didn't hit me up. And it's like, you know, we can hang out. And it's like it's nothing personal towards you that I didn't go with you this time. It's just that I felt like going by myself. You get what I'm saying? But it's like you said, like, you know, when you let somebody have a life outside of the friendship, the family, or the relationship, it can be more beneficial. But I think that we get into our head and we we feel like the world revolves around us and we take it personal, like, oh, you don't fuck with me. I never said that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I never said that. I just... Wanted to go hang, you know what I'm saying, by myself, you know. I was feeling kind of shitty today, and I just wanted to get out the house, you know. I wanted to take that step and, and make myself yeah. happy instead of depending on somebody else to make me happy, you know. But we, we, yeah, we see, that's the thing, because, like, that's not normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, a person yeah. taking care of themselves without without an aid of someone else, that shit ain't normal nowadays. Or shit, that's what I'm saying, I, yeah. But, from from, from but, my eyes, it never has been. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, right. But I'm just saying, though, but you just made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. But I'm just saying, oh, though, like, we, we, fall, we, fall, we, fall into, we fall into that pattern. Like, we, we take things personal. We don't stop to think about the other person. You know, it has nothing to do with us. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to really know that, like, damn, why do we get to instead of just expressing what we want? You know, it, it's a learned behavior because I know for me, I definitely picked up on that, you know, growing up. And it's like, I still find myself like, oh, like when I go back home, I tell people don't tag me and stuff because I don't want to hear from my family when I should really just right. be like, fuck what they think. You get what I'm saying? Because they yeah. don't feel guilty for not checking up on you. You know what I'm saying? And and you get to a point where you're like, you know what? I don't even take it personal because I know life gets in the way and you got a lot going on. Don't take it personal on my end either. I think that, like you said, we have to just get rid of that entitlement things change, you know what I'm saying? We we get into mm-hmm. this pattern of just feeling like it's going to always be like this, and it ain't going to always be like this. You know, open your mouth and communicate, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, look, you made plans this time. Can can, can we try again for this time, you know what I'm saying? And just have faith mm-hmm. that it's going to happen, you know? If it don't happen on your time, don't just say, oh, fuck it. It's going to happen, you know what I'm saying? Just when the time is right. But, yeah, thank you, yeah. Steve. All right. Um, <laughs> but the same way, it's a shout out to the CCHs. This is the part where I get nervous because what happened last time. We're going to rock out. You got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let me go ahead and hop into these shout outs and appreciations. You know, shame. Uh, shout out to Self Love is My Rehab because this is a therapeutic session for me every single Sunday between 7 and 8. We're starting off at 7 30 to 8 30 today because, you know, Complex has to take care of some yes. You know, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, happiness is key. That's the priority. You know what I'm saying? Um, with that being said, shout out to you, Complex, for allowing me to come on and, you know, basically just be myself and, you know, and that's my happy self. Um, shout out to <laughs> God because without that, none of this would be possible as well. Uh, shout that's out fun. to Dynamic Culture Apparel. That's my baby. Don't play with it. The definition of nothing is something elevating by loving yourself at the same damn time. The swag is dynamic. The self-love is dynamic. I am dynamic. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to stay updated on any um, updates, you can follow Dynamic Culture Apparel on Instagram at dynamic underscore culture underscore apparel, or you can follow Mm -hmm. it on Facebook as well at Dynamic Culture Apparel. 
if you happen to want to follow my personal page, you know, the King of Ugly, the Ugly God himself, you can follow that at Supa, that's S-U-P-A underscore, 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 ugly, U-G-L-Y. <laughs> Thanks to Complex for uh, correcting me on that a couple of uh, Sundays ago. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> um, shout out to all my loved ones with positive vibes and positive energies. And shout out to my negative Nancys and my Karens with negative vibes and negative energy. We still love you at the end of the day. We just wait for you to catch up, must it? That part. All right, so I'm going to say shout out to this platform. Um, I'm going to say shout-out to No Apologies for this set the platform for Self-Love is My Rehab and Clean Survives and Visions. Out of Darkness will be coming June 7th. Please wait on it. It's coming. I promise you ain't got to wait no longer. Um, if you want to follow me, I don't give out my Instagram name enough. You can follow me at complex <laughs> underscore angel 90. Um, you, know, you can also follow our Instagram page at self-love is my rehab at, at gmail.com. And I'm about to give y'all the freaking um, Instagram name because I'm tired of getting it wrong. God damn it. We're going <laughs> to say self-love underscore is my rehab on Instagram. You can yeah. find highlights, find episodes, and you can find the questions. Because, you know, we want to normalize y'all asking these questions to y'all loved ones at home, too. It always just start with one conversation. That's all me and DC wanted you to know. But, yeah, you know, sir. and also shout out to God because without him, I would not have a personal relationship with myself. And with that being said, we got the next segment, DC. Segment is what you know about that. So, <laughs> complex, what you know about this uh this post from the shade room, shout out to y'all. Um this guy, he had um he did this little uh this little um uh Instagram photo thing where um he kinda basically um posted like these couple imageries and like mm-hmm. there was like there's like a split side of it of them you know looking happy and successful and then on the other side there's like baggage or you know toxic situations that they may have and um basically the the message behind it was if you saw the full picture would it look as pretty you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and um they were saying that this artist has an interest, interesting take on relationships on social media so they asked what we thought about it. And <clears throat> honestly, I picked this one because, you know, we, we do experience a lot of um, uh, people, you know, looking at, you know, social media relationships and glorifying them as to how perfect they may look. You know what I'm saying? But we never really take the time out to say, like, well, I mean, shit, behind closed doors, does it look as good as it looks on social media? You know what I'm saying? So, um you want me to uh you want me to finish explaining my take on it or you wanna go ahead and jump in? I'll jump in. Um okay, I think ahead. that if we if we saw the whole picture, it would it would stop us from wanting to obtain something that's not like that that we always try to obtain that perfect relationship and it's not there. We have to see yeah. the whole picture because when we see other couples, especially when you're going through a breakup and you see all these people, oh, he just proposed, oh, you know what I'm saying, happy five-year anniversary. Fuck y'all, you know what I'm saying? But if we saw <laughs> the whole thing, you know, it will make us feel better about ourselves. And I, I know that sounds kind of toxic because it, it's kind of coming off as misery love company, but I think that it will just show you that not everything is perfect, take your time. But we live in this world where we're so afraid to tell the truth about it, 
We want everything to be perfect. So we don't talk about how we just cussed this nigga out last night. We don't talk about yeah. how, you know what I'm saying, like, I just, like, you know, he just choked the shit out of me or he just cheated on me. No, like, it, it's just like with the photo shoot with your kids. After you just got custom out and tell them, like, you know, get in line and take a perfect picture, the reason I breathe, after you just custom out. You know what I'm saying? We don't show, we, we, we don't really talk about the behind the scenes and the bloopers and the mistakes to make it. You know, we just want to paint this perfect picture. And it's just like with images that we take, you know, with the filters and stuff. You don't know how many filters yeah. I go through before I post something. You don't know how many pictures I deleted and took over until I felt that it was right. So I think that it is good to see the whole picture, to see that perfection is not real. And it's something that you got to stop trying to chase because you're going to run yourself into a wall. And you're going to, you know what I'm saying, wake up one day and be like, I'm 75 years old. And I can't even tell you who the fuck I am because I've been living for everybody else. I've been, you know, trying to play this perfect person. And Playing this perfect person is what keeps us in these relationships for so long because it's like, damn, I just told him, I just told him he was the best thing that ever happened to me. I got to stay in this. I can't be single because they're going to be looking for another picture by now. So I definitely love that. I, when you talked about it earlier, I respect it. What's your take on it? Well, yeah, my take, my take on it is basically, you know, what you said in a nutshell. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I, I, I feel like I played a victim of this too. You know what I'm saying? Like, Scrolling on social media, you know what I'm saying? I, I look at these, you know, um, I look at these posts that couples may, um, you know, post or whatever, whether it's, um, whether it's non-famous or famous people, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like looking at, looking at them for inspiration, I feel like it affects your patience too. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. feel like it, it causes you to rush into relationships just so you can get to that point. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And, I, I um I follow this um I do follow this one page I think it's called uh um Black Love it, uh, still exists or whatever like that and okay even though even though these individuals you know these couples they do look like you know they love each other they look like they're all successful and stuff like that but seeing this post like you know it really <clears throat> it really it really makes you think you know it forces you to think honestly you know what I'm saying because just because you see a still picture of two people smiling, that don't mean that, you know what I'm saying, the nigga probably in debt and he probably using her for all her money or, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like it, it's behind closed doors or, you know what I'm saying, he might be cheating on her, you know what I'm saying, type of yeah. shit. And she probably don't know, but she's still happy for the fact that she got her a chocolate nigga that's like six feet, two inches. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we, we look at the, we look at that and we, and we, and we try to, and we try to validate that as a way to kind of go instead of like looking at, you know, like, um, if you have parents that's been together for, um, for, you know, for 20 plus years and counting, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, look at, look at relationships like that where like there is no filter there, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. those, those type of relationships are the ones that you should really look into. But, you know, if you had to look into one, you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. I would, I would honestly say like, you know, stop, you know, stop looking at these social media, um, uh, couples and relationships thinking that that shit perfect, you know what I'm saying? Especially celebrities, you know, celebrities, all they do is basically get with each other, post shit on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Whether they hugged up, kissing and, you know, saying beautiful things to each other. And most importantly, fucking buying each other vehicles and shit that they probably never even drive. And then before you know it, they broke up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you lose hope. 
and, you know, investing your, you know, your inspirations into these couples and, you know, reality hits you and, you know, to let you know, like, you know, celebrities are still human too. Like they got tons of fucking baggage. I don't care how much they, you know, they gift each other up with all this Louis Vuitton and all these name brands. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just all cover-ups. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So my, my advice is just to let shit flow organically. Love somebody from, from, from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? Don't mm-hmm. don't get hyped up trying to rush into a relationship just so you can post them like, yeah, me and Bay did this today. Me and Bay did this. We going on vacation mm-hmm. and all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Stop getting into these relationships to look like a celebrity or, you know what I'm saying, just to try to have an audience. You know what I'm saying? Live live That's life right. peacefully and, you know, love your, your spouse behind closed doors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like, right. your shit ain't got to be, your shit ain't got to be, you know, out there for the public. You know what I'm saying? It's not a public relationship. Mm-hmm. Between you, the person that you fucked. That's right. Before you segue into your dynamic culture, folks, um, I mm-hmm. actually seen a meme that I reshared on Facebook, I mean on Instagram, and it said, "Remember that people love to their level of self-love, communicate to their level of self-awareness, and behave to their level of fear of trauma." So, like, if if you are going to date, like, really tune into yourself first to see what makes you happy, so that you can attract that person that is going to have the same love language as you, and you don't have to teach them how to love you, you know what I'm saying? And you won't feel the need, like you said, to force yourself to get to that part, like, oh, let, 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 let's just rush to be in a relationship. Really tune into yourself so you can have that confidence, and, you know, like, and if it don't work out, you're strong enough to continue going until God blesses you with the next one, you know? But I like that, um, what you know about that topic tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, with that being said, we are about to close the show out with the dynamic culture quote. Um, hopefully everybody loved the episode tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you are listening, you know what I'm saying, relate a message to, you know, your friend, your uncle, your auntie, your ex-lover, you know what I'm saying? They could probably learn from this shit too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, the dynamic culture quote for tonight is, and this, and after every word is like four or five exclamation marks. So we about to really engrave this shit in your mind. Normalize letting people go when it's no longer healthy because not everything is worth fighting for. Mm. I'm going to repeat this shit again because I'm saying it to myself too. Normalize letting people go when it's no longer healthy because not everything is worth fighting for. People, Mm. listen. Whether it's friend, family, or relationship, if the shit is toxic for you, if you notice that you're not happy on a regular basis, let that shit go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It ain't doing nothing but affecting you, and it's, it's stumping your growth. You know what I'm saying? As a person, we we have to we have to normalize as well that we have to start um, really really tuning in with our our self care and our self love. As complex um, said, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We got to start really in tune with ourselves before we can really, you know take the time out to invest in anyone and have that strength to let, let people go. You know what I'm saying? If it's not help, if it's not beneficial, you know what I'm saying? And that can, that can, that can go with, that can go with, you know, you know, substances as well. You know what I'm saying? If it's, if it's, if it's dragging you down and you know, you got to question it. If if you have to question it, then you already know it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) let it go. 
<laughs> like real shit. Like if you got if you got a question of you know why I'm happy, why I'm not happy, you know what I'm saying? Then obviously there's a problem. Some things is just not worth fixing either. You know what I'm saying? You 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 know you kill yourself trying to you know repair situations. One or two times I get it. Third time, fuck it, leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? If it ain't if it ain't working, you know what I'm saying? Fix it by getting the fuck yeah. on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um. But yeah, that concludes my dynamic quote for tonight. Peace and love, everybody, and we are out. Peace and love. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.